لا تتنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر وقال تعالى أقم الصلاة طرف النهار وزلفا من الليل إن الحسنات يذهبن السيئات ذلك ذكرى للذاكرين صدق الله العظيم Respected ulama ikram elders brothers and friends in Islam Majority, majority of us are in this misconception that deen and the amal of deen are for only the akhirah. The only benefit a person will get is in the akhirah. But little do we realize and understand that all the amal of deen, the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the tariqah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is for our dunya we benefit first also. Many times we want to listen to things which are new. This is the nature of man. Kullu jadeedin ladiz. There is an Arabic saying that says everything that is new is sweet and beautiful to a person. It's delicious. But sometimes coming back to the basics is the way forward. And one of the basic aspects of our deen is salah. Wherein majority of the ummah is falling very shortly. Think to yourself, probably more than 2 billion Muslims in the world. What percentage of those Muslims are on salah? That is very little. Can we say that even 10% of the entire ummah is performing salah? It's very difficult to say that. Somebody did some calculation in a very, very prominent area of South Africa an area which is known for its piety and after checking up that this is an area which there are so many people so many pious people so, so many ulama and mashayikh let us check how many percentage of this locality is performing salah with jamaat and they came to the conclusion that if we are lucky only 40-50% so this basic command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which comes after iman is something that each and every person has to check on a daily basis in his life whether he is up to standard with it or not and Allah speaks about salah in the Quran Allah says قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ that successful are the believers and one of the things mentioned regarding the sifat and qualities of those believers who are successful is they have khushu in their salah Allah doesn't say they are performing their salah or they are reading their salah. Allah says they have khushu and concentration in their salah. So every day I have to check myself, do I concentrate in my salah or not? We hear this incident many a times. May take it as a joke, but it is something to think about. In a certain locality, certain masjid, the imam performed three rakats instead of four rakats zuhar. So after he finished off, there was a confusion amongst them, the people. Somebody, some are saying three, some are saying four, some are saying three, four. They, they can't come to any conclusion. So one person from the back, one old man says, you know what? He only performed three definitely. There's no way that you did four rakats. So they ask him, how do you know? He says, every day in my salah, I got four shops. I take hisab of one, one shop in every rakat. Today I only did three shops. One was missing. So you may take it as a joke. It may be something to laugh about, but this is the reality. In our salah, how much do we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Shaitan when adhan is called, 
then he flees and runs away because this is Dawat of Islam. Whenever Dawat is given, Shaitan runs away. So Adhan is called out, Shaitan runs away. After the Adhan is called, then he comes back. When the Iqama is called again, this is Dawat, he runs away. When the Iqama is finished and the Salah begins, now Shaitan comes and puts waswasa and whispers into the hearts of those who are performing the Salah. Udhkur kada, udhkur kada, udhkur kada. Remember this, think about that, you have to do this, you have to do that. The whole Salah finishes and we don't even realize we are in Salah. So Salah, we have to check whether the standard of our Salah is according to what Allah and His Rasul want. Nabi Sallallahu mentioned the hadith, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. Perform Salah, read Salah like how you see me reading Salah. The closest person to the Salah of Rasulullah Sallallahu was that of Abu Bakr radiallahu Once his wife Umm Rahman was performing Salah. And in Salah, like the habit of some people, she was swaying in her Salah from side to side. She says Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu shouted me so much that I was about to break my Salah. And who learned Salah from Abu Bakr? His grandson, Abdullah bin Zubair radiallahu anhu. He said when he used to perform Salah, he used to stand so straight without any movement that birds used to come and perch on his head. Imagine. So that is the quality of Salah which we need to go towards. Now we all know the quality of our Salah. So we have to make an effort to increase. So nonetheless we think that the amal of Deen are only for our benefit in the Akhirah but not benefit in this world. But it is totally incorrect. A person, ulama say, a person who gives out his zakah with correct calculation, this is a means not only of protecting the wealth that he has, but also of increasing his wealth. So giving of zakat will bring dunya a benefit. That person who performs psalm, fasting, it brings health to the body also, even though this is by the way, but it is for his benefit in this world also. That person who performs salah, ulama say, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless him with wealth also. We all hear the form of many ahadith together that a person who performs his five salah every day with punctuality in the masjid, with congregation, then Allah will bestow him five favors. First thing that is mentioned is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make his daily sustenance easy for him. And this is the fikr and concern of every man today. Looking at our surroundings, the country, the area, looking at the currency, how strong and weak our currency is, the fikr and concern of every man today is how I must make ends meet, how I must produce more wealth, so I can live a better life. But we don't realize that performing salah is a means of us of having ease in this aspect also, making it easy for us in this way also. One person asked one beggar, was begging at the time of salah, that why don't you go to the masjid and read salah? He says, no, Allah has written my rizq in this place here. Ajeeb. Very strange. Allah is saying you must go to the masjid. Rasulullah is saying you must go to the masjid. But he is saying my rizq is here. That mal which is attained in this way, that wealth is which is earned in this way, it will have no barakah and blessings. That's why you will continue seeing a person begging for the rest of his life. Sahaba radiallahu anhum, amongst them there were many poor also. But how did they earn their wealth? by obeying Allah's command and Rasulullah's injunctions. So nonetheless, the a'mal of deen will bring us benefit in this world also. First thing salah will do for you is it will make your sustenance easy for you. In salah also there is a dua. 
that is recited between the two sajdas. Allahumma ghfirli, warhamni, wa'afini, wahdini, warzukni. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught this dua to a sahabi and he told him, Tajma'u laka dunya wal akhirah. This dua will encompass your dunya and akhirah, it will take care of all your problems. Dunya's problems and akhirah's problems. If you analyze this dua and look into it, Allahumma ghfirli, oh Allah forgive me. Everyone needs forgiveness from Allah. Kullu bani adam every person is a sinner. So Allahumma ghfirli, warhamni, Allah have mercy on me. Who does not need the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Wa'afini, give me afiyat, protection, safety. In our country we need the most. Wahdini, guide me. Every day we are performing salah. al-mustaqim. Allah guide me also. Warzuqni and sustain me, give me halal sustenance. Even in the dua of wudu. Allah maghfirli dhambi. This is dua. While making wudu. وَوَسِّعْلِي فِي دَارِي وَبَارِكْلِي فِي رِزْقِي Allah مَغْفِرْ لِي ذَنْبِي وَوَسِّعْلِي فِي دَارِي وَبَارِكْلِي فِي رِزْقِي Allah forgive my sins and make my home vast for me وَبَارِكْلِي فِي رِزْقِي and give me barakah in my rizq so that the wudu also is bringing rizq for you the salah is also bringing rizq for you but that's if it's done in the correct way مَنْ تَوَضَّعَ فَأَحْسَنَ الْوُضُوءَ خَرَجَتْ خَطَايَا مِنْ جَسَدِهِ حَتَّى تَخْرُجَ مِنْ تَحْتِ أَلْفَارِهِ رواه مسلم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم mentioned in a hadith that a person who performs wudu correctly wudu is the key to salah and salah is the key to jannah if the wudu is not correct the salah will not be correct if the salah is not correct a person can never enter jannah so a person who performs wudu مَنْ تَوَضَّعَ فَأَحْسَنَ الْوُضُوءَ And he does the wudu correctly. Then what does the hadith mention? That his sins leave his body to the extent that they come out from even beneath his fingernails. Another hadith mentions a Muslim or mu'min who performs his wudu correctly when he washes his face then the sins leave his face with the last drops of water or the water falling down. And when he washes his hands, the sins leave in the same similar manner. Whatever his hands have touched, whatever sins his hands have done, then by the water falling down, the sins come out from them. And when he washes his feet in a similar manner, whatever he has walked towards, whatever evil he has done with his feet, that will leave his body also. Until he will come out pure from all sins. So if this is the wudu, then what is the salah? But unfortunately our wudu is also not even correct today. Some person asked Mufti Mahmud, Rahimahullah, that why is it that we don't have concentration in our salah? So, if it was me and you giving an answer, we would have thought of something else. But his mind straight went to a wudu because they are wasting water in wudu. Why is it that we don't have concentration in salah? It's because wasting water in wudu. Now we have to check our wudu first of all. Is the wudu correct? How much of water are we using? We using? Nabi Sallallahu mentioned even if you are by the banks of a river or by the ocean, then too you cannot waste water. How much of water should Rasulullah Sallallahu use for his wudu? One mud. And one mud is roughly about 800 mils of water. Now Nowadays when we open the tap, just opening the tap and washing our hands, one liter of water is already gone. So we have to be careful. 
conserve the water. This is part of Islam also. Not even wasting water while making wudu. If people make wudu properly in the correct manner, one liter of water for a person is sufficient. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made full wudu, entire full wudu, with one liter, less than one liter of water, one mud. This was his, his habit. Only one mud of water, probably you have seen that some ulama from the UK have replicated this mud of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's such a small utensil, such a small container. 800 mils, just over 700 mils of water. So Rasulullah used to make a wudu like this here with that matam water and full wudu, washing each limb three times. You'll think to yourself, how is this possible? But ask the ulama. There are still people up today who make wudu in this manner, method and manner. That they can use less than a liter of water for their wudu. And the ghusl and the bath of Rasulullah it was four mud, one saw. Four times that amount. Less than three liters, three liters of water. For a full ghusl. And Rasulullah had long hair also. So there's no excuse for anyone. The system that we have in place, the system of the tap. One alim mentioned it is a system of israf and wastage. Rasul opened the tap, water is flowing down. After, while washing his face, the water is continuing dripping down. If it is possible for us to make a wudu in such a way that close the tap while making that wudu, then all the means, by all the means, please do that. In fact, wudu is made with one hand also. If you have a mud, if you have that same utensil of Rasulullah and you make a wudu from that, you will pour water in one hand and you will wash your face. Go and try it at home. Pour water in one hand, in one and pour water, put the water over your head from the top here. You will see the water will go everywhere and it will wash your entire face. And when you put the water in your hand to wash your arm, you don't need two hands and you don't need a running tap. You put the water into your palm and you lift your palm up, it will run down your hand and you will use that to wash your What is the meaning of washing, first of all? The hadith and fiqh, ulama, books of fiqh also explain to us what is the meaning of washing. Washing doesn't mean that water has to pour down and drip like a tap on the hand or the face. No. Washing means, washing will be fulfilled when one or two drops of water fall down from the hand. There's a difference between masa and washing. And washing is where some water must drip down. That is regarded as the washing of the hand. Masa is just taking a wet hand and passing it over. Nothing will, nothing will fall down. So this we have to be concerned regarding. That the wudu has to be correct. If the wudu is correct, the salah will be correct. The salah is correct, then a person can attain jannah. This was the first favor that a person will receive from performing his salah, that his rosy and his sustenance will be made easy. But it has to be in the way of Rasulullah Many a times Nabi used to correct the salah of sahaba. And the du'as that were recited in that salah, they used to be taught from the member of Rasulullah Umar ibn Khattab, rather Abdullah bin Abbas, radiyallahu anhu, another sahabi, he says we were taught dua kunut like how we were taught a, dua, a surah of the Quran. Like how we were taught a surah of the Quran like that we were taught the dua kunut. Kunut which is written in a witr salah. So all these duas are something to be learnt so that we can increase the quality of our salah. We are performing salah for, for years now. But that salah is not being a means of benefit for us. You must look, I must look into my own life. Is my salah bringing my sustenance for me? Is my salah? Another benefit of salah is that it will keep away, keep a person away from sin. Inna salah will take you away 
from munkarat evil and immoral actions. A person who is performing his salah correctly, then his salah will take him away from evil. And salah will correct your entire life also. A person comes into the khidmat of Mulana Yusuf Rahmatullah who was one of the elders of Tabligh, and he is carrying a, a plate and of curry. You know what is a plate and curry? And curry of India is that silent type, watery curry. And he's carrying this. And the plate slips from his hand and falls down. And breaks. Mawlana Yusuf looks at him and says, Your salah is not correct. From this, he understood that the man's salah is not correct. If something happens in your life which is incorrect, one of the actions of sharia which you are doing is not correct. If you are losing your wealth, some ulama say one person went to an alim, and he says, I'm always being robbed in my shop. I'm trying to check your zakat. If your wealth is not being protected, there's some problem in your zakat. If your life is not coming right, there's some problem in your salah. So if we correct what we are supposed to be correcting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the rest of our lives easy for us. So make an effort to see how we can correct our salah. How we can come on to the salah which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was reading. And not only us, a person has to make an effort on his family also. Allah says, save yourselves and your families from the fire of Jahannam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Command your children to read salah when they are seven years. From that time, training must start. Not that now they are small, leave them when they become big, then we'll tell them. Because when they become big, they won't want to listen to you anymore. We know the condition today. Children have become big, they don't know the parents anymore. So when they are seven years, from that time you command them. And when they reach the age of ten, if they are not performing salah, then we are allowed to lightly beat them also. To show them the importance of salah. A believer without salah is not a believer. Nabi Wasallam has equated it to a kafir. A person who is not reading salah, there is no difference between him and a kafir. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of correcting our salah and reading salah in the correct way so that the salah can be a means of benefit for us in this world. Qabr and akhirat wa akhirat da'wan.